Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, all of you beautiful people. Jules here for WhatCulture.com. And as we've discussed many, many times, making a movie is incredibly hard. There are so many decisions that you have to make at every single point that it can make your head spin. And so with all of these spinning plates, of course, you're bound to make at least one dumb decision from time to time. But these ones here, well, they pretty much scuppered entire franchises. So let's take a look at them. As I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 movie franchises ruined by one dumb decision. Number 10. Let's Letting George Lucas direct again, Star Wars. As much as George Lucas is responsible for the existence of the Star Wars franchise, he's also the one to blame for almost every major complaint that fans have about the legendary sci-fi series. Though Lucas directed A New Hope himself, he was far from the secret source which made the film such a success. As a more modest filmmaker, he collaborated with teams of artists to deliver a vision that ultimately sensibly strayed far from the goofier vision of his original script. For The Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, Lucas handed off directing duties to more experienced filmmakers while the true creative masterstroke was bringing screenwriter Lawrence Castan aboard to pen the two sequels. Lucas, of course, returned as a writer-director for the prequel trilogy, an ambitious upward failure in which Lucas desperately attempted to embrace new digital filmmaking techniques while confirming that he, as a sole creative force with nobody to answer to, was a recipe for dramatic disaster. This had the knock-on effect of causing J.J. Abrams to overcorrect the problem with the overly safe nostalgia baiting The Force Awakens before steering perhaps a little too hard the other way into unpredictability for The Last Jedi. In short, Lucas did such a number on the IP with his maligned prequels that he's permanently dented a franchise that is still struggling to figure out its identity and find firm creative footing. Number 9. Too Many Agent Smiths The Matrix Now, The Matrix sequels arguably made many missteps, but none more so than the decision to randomly give the villainous Agent Smith the ability to replicate himself in the second film. This is a textbook example of a threat being expanded to such comically over-the-top proportions that it actually ends up diminishing overall viewer engagement. Case in point, neither the hilarious janky burly brawl in Reloaded nor the Dragon Ball Z aping final battle in Revolutions had audiences remotely as invested as the comparatively simple showdown at the end of the first Matrix. It's a case of less is more, or rather the more being so more that any tangible connection to the human element is completely lost in the process. Number 8. 
trying to copy the MCU formula, the DC Extended Universe. When Zack Snyder's Superman reboot of Man of Steel was released back in 2013, it provided only the mildest hints at the wider cinematic universe. But as soon as the film's first commercial success became apparent, Warner Brothers fast-tracked a franchise-expanding quasi-sequel Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. And that is where the problems really started. Batman vs. Superman was a jumbled mess of a movie, overstuffed with incoherent subplots and desperate attempts to hurriedly introduce the focal members of the Justice League. It was painfully clear that Warner Brothers was just trying to rush their own version of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, attempting to establish in two movies what it took the MCU six films to create. Fans pretty much rejected Batman v Superman, but Warner Brothers pressed on with Justice League regardless, hoping that its lighter tone would appeal to the type of audience that propelled the MCU to box office glory. Justice League tanked regardless, and the successes of solo outings such as Wonder Woman and especially Aquaman have prompted the studio to change tack, focusing on these smaller movies and keeping away from risky ensemble tentpoles. At this point, it's entirely possible a second Justice League movie simply won't ever happen, which is surely the exact opposite of what Warner Brothers wanted when they started the DCEU. Number 6. Splitting the book into three movies, The Hobbit The irony of Peter Jackson's The Hobbit trilogy is that it never should have been a franchise at all. The 310-page fantasy novel, the shortest of J.R.R. Tolkien's Middle-Earth books, could have so easily been adapted into a single film, per the logical one-book, one-film format of the original Lord of the Rings trilogy. And while Jackson's initial plan to split the book into only two films would have been semi-acceptable, his and Warner Brothers' ultimate decision to adapt the Svelte book into a three-film near-eight-hour epic proved massively detrimental to the end product. For starters, Jackson started shooting the film without a clear roadmap for how the story would be divided between them, and the majority of the lengthy shoot was reportedly a mad rush to capture as much footage as possible to be pieced together in editing. Post-production itself didn't fare much better, though, with the team working around the clock to produce ultimately subpar visual effects due to the hurried turnaround times for a Christmas release. But the basic problem is that this needlessly epic approach encouraged Jackson to bloat the story out with unnecessary guff in an attempt to justify it being a trilogy in the first place. Number 6. Casting Johnny Depp Fantastic Beasts Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them was a solid enough start for J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter spin-off franchise, at least until Rowling made the ill-advised last-minute call to reveal that not only was the villainous Percival Graves actually Big Bad Grindelwald all along, but that Grindelwald was actually going to be played by Johnny Depp. The big reveal left audiences more unintentionally amused and baffled than blown away, aided in no small part by Depp's ridiculous get-up, plus the fact that he was hot off of a series of high-profile flops at the time and the domestic abuse allegations leveled against him by ex-wife Amber Heard. Depp nevertheless returned for the sequel, The Crimes of Grindelwald, with his presence alone proving impossible to take seriously, if not also being problematic. With this one move, it has cut the legs off of the entire franchise, and it's tough to imagine the series actually limping out to its planned five films. Depp's presence casts a dark pall over the franchise and it's directly impacting its potential to live up to the core Harry Potter brand. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. 
no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Number five, portraying the no-fate-but-what-we-make message, Terminator. The entire message of James Cameron's masterful Terminator 2 is that the future is not set and that there is no fate but what we make, cemented by the film's ending with Skynet's defeat and the triumph of humanity over the machines. But of course the franchise didn't end there, and even the otherwise relatively decent Terminator 3 betrayed the focal theme of T2 with its admittedly ballsy ending which reveals that the Judgment Day was inevitable regardless of their efforts. The three sequels that followed pretty much stuck to the same tenor, with the quasi-remake Terminator Dark Fate basically suggesting that humanity is doomed to do this dance forever, with another Skynet-like organization rising up to battle another John Connor-like figure. At least until the box office grosses get bad enough, which to be fair, they pretty much are already. Even with James Cameron being intimately involved with the creation of Dark Fate, the film still actively contradicts the very meaning of T2, leaving an unavoidably sour taste in fans' mouths. Number four, not listening to Sam Raimi, Spider-Man. After Sam Raimi made two hit Tobey Maguire-starring Spider-Man movies to a collective gross of $1.6 billion, he'd surely proven that he knew a thing or two about what audiences wanted to see from the web-slinger, right? But when Raimi was in the early stages of prepping for Spider-Man 3, with Ben Kingsley set to play the iconic supervillain The Vulture, his producers vetoed the idea, insisting instead that the film introduce Venom as a major antagonist. Raimi has made it abundantly clear over the years that he was not a fan of Venom. The resulting film was an unenthused slog, with Venom easily proving the most disappointing aspect. Still, it was a colossal box office hit regardless, and though Raimi was hired to return for Spider-Man 4, he ended up walking away due to creative issues, namely hating the various scripts that he was given and also feeling that the fast-track production schedule wasn't long enough. Given that Raimi was railroaded on Spider-Man 3, many have understandably assumed that this prompted the director to quit the sequel, after which the fourth film was cancelled entirely and Sony pushed ahead with a, let's just call it, ill-advised reboot franchise instead. Number 3. Hiring Simon Kinberg X-Men The X-Men franchise has made many dubious decisions over the years, such as allowing the highly suspect Brian Singer to continue working on the franchise until just recently, plus its hilariously confused approach to character continuity, and worst of all, giving writer-director producer Simon Kinberg way too much creative reign. Kinberg started out his X-Men tenure as a co-writer on X-Men The Last Stand, generally agreed to be one of the worst X-Men movies, horribly botching its adaptation of the beloved 
Dark Phoenix saga. Kinberg did admittedly bounce back by writing one of the series' best entries, X-Men Days of Future Past, but given that the story was co-written by Jane Goldman and Matthew Vaughan, the major creative forces behind X-Men First Class, it's easy to believe that they did most of the heavy lifting for him. Next up, he wrote the terrible X-Men Apocalypse, a deeply soulless superhero tentpole which underwhelmed at the box office. But with Brian Singer's position in the franchise no longer tenable, Kinberg was inexplicably handed the reins to direct a second attempt at adapting the Dark Phoenix saga. For his directorial debut, Dark Phoenix, with nobody else sharing a writing or story credit, Kinberg was handed $200 million as a budget and bungled the beloved comic run for a second time. Bringing the X-Men franchise to a most unceremonious end as Fox was acquired by Disney. Cheers for that, mate. Number two, Killing Newt, Hicks, and Ripley, Alien. Regardless of which one you prefer, the first two Alien movies are absolute masterworks and complement each other quite wonderfully. Then Fox decided that they weren't done with this cash cow, not by a long shot, and produced a third film which turned out to be one of the most infamously doomed and troubled productions of the 1990s. But the film's biggest misstep was the decision to dispense with the series's three most beloved characters. Newton Hicks were killed off-screen in Alien 3's opening sequence, while the movie ended with Ripley committing suicide to ensure Wayland Utah didn't gain custody of the Xenomorph Queen embryo. In addition to being an unsatisfying end for all three characters, this crashed the franchise headlong into a creative brick wall, resulting in the fourth film, Alien Resurrection, taking the fanfic baiting approach of serving up a Ripley clone because screw it, why not? A desperate series of cash-ins then followed, namely two Alien vs. Predator movies and two muddled attempts to fill in the backstory blanks, Prometheus and Alien Covenant, all of which seemingly confirmed that there wasn't anywhere compelling left for the series to go. Though Weaver very nearly reprised the role of Ripley in a fifth Neil Blomkamp-directed Alien film, which would pretend Alien 3 never existed, Fox ultimately cancelled the project in favour of an Alien Covenant sequel, which itself has been cancelled due to Covenant's underwhelming box office. And number one, the lack of male nudity. Fifty Shades The Fifty Shades franchise, both in novel and movie form, caters primarily to the underserved demographic of heterosexual middle-aged women, and so it follows that the films would, by duty, feature their fair share of full frontal male nudity courtesy of hunky protagonist Christian Grey. And so, despite the trilogy's R rating and an audience very thirsty to see Jamie Dorn and Bear at all, the Fifty Shades movies took a curiously demure approach to sexuality and nudity, with the lead not once stripping off entirely for the audience. What makes this especially frustrating is the sheer number of times the female protagonist bears her chest and behind, confirming that the films are indeed shot with a male gaze above all else, even with the first film being directed by a woman. Moreover, these films conform to the bizarre double standard that female nudity is acceptable and sexy, whilst male nudity is somehow transgressive, obscene, or even comical. If the goal of these movies was to capture the smuttiness of the admittedly badly written novels, then by having Dornan reveal nothing more than his bare butt that you could see in any generic softcore skin flick, then they categorically failed. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.